Yo, yo, yo. That's good. The sound here. Sound going. <laughs> today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to do a book review. And today we're reviewing The One Minute Manager. What's up? All right, so we want to do something new because uh, we know we talk about books a lot on this podcast. Uh, we read a lot. We want Seeking Wisdom to be about learning and growing. Uh, and so we're going to start doing some some book reviews. And the first one we're going to do uh, is about a book. You sent it to me probably a week ago. You sent me a link. You said, this is a good one. You're kind of like the curator for me. Um, it's called The One Minute Manager. It's published in 2003 by a guy named Kenneth Blanchard. Uh, and it, it's one of those good books because it's like 100 pages long, mm-hmm. you know, short. You just bang it out, kind of like managing oneself. It reminded me a lot of that book. Super, super similar to that. And this is what we're reviewing is the new One Minute Manager yeah, yeah. in 2003. It's based on an old on the original, which was just called The One Minute Manager. Don't know when that was published, but it's a very old book. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you might be listening right now and you're like, I didn't read this book yet. I don't need to listen to this episode. Uh, but... We have a little, a little something to keep, to keep you going. So even if you, whether you've read this book, haven't read this book, um, we're going to do a little something different. So if you're, li- you know, all we know, all we need you to do is while you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot on your phone of you listening to Seeking Wisdom in your favorite podcast app and then tweet at us at Drift. Send us a tweet that you're listening. And the first five people to do that, we're going to buy you the book. And we're going to mail it to you so you have a copy of the book and then that you can go with the review. And we're going to do more of that in the future. So Damn, that's screenshot. hot, Dave. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I we're like gonna, it. We're going to buy some books for people. So take a screenshot, tweet at us, at Drift, uh, with this episode. And uh, first five people do that, we're going we're gonna to send you a book. All right. So awesome. Let's, let, let's get into this. Um, I don't know. Where should we start? Basically kind of three main lessons. I don't know. I'm super excited because we're trying – Next few episodes, we're going to try expanding into some new areas because I think we've been talking yeah. about it and we think seeking wisdom is more than just uh, t- about technology and startups and the stuff that we've been talking about because as we talk so much about personal growth in across all different areas, you know, around health, around wealth and work and uh, around, you know, love and family and, uh, and, and all, you know, all of the different areas that we can focus in on. And we want to grow in. We often talk about those things, but we haven't done episodes about them. And so we want to kick off now and do episodes around books, around some other areas that we're trying to grow in. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm giddy. I'm super excited. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we don't just want to be like a tech, we don't want to be a tech podcast. We want to no. talk about um, other stuff. So I, I like this one because it was told as a story. So that, yeah. that kind of brought me in right away. It's told uh, from the perspective of somebody who wants to learn all these lessons mm-hmm. and uh, there's this wise manager in there. He kind of, I sent you a message, kind of remind me of you, like, <laughs> I, you know, this is one guy asking for advice and like, you don't always get the answer, but you get like a mission or a story. Yeah. Um, so basically like the, 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 the book was split up into three sections, which are like these three kind of, um, I don't know, three lessons basically. And the first one is about, setting goals together, like why, why um, the manager and the employee need to create goals together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that like you, you talk about a lot. Why, why does actually sitting down and doing, setting a goal together versus you and being like, Hey, here's your goal. Go do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's important for the same reason that I always think that, uh, learning about personality types, learning about uh, differences in people are important. It's because 
we often, almost every day, each of us make the mistake of assuming that we know what the other person that we're talking to or the other people that we're talking to know and think and that they're thinking the same way that we are. And that's almost always uh, never the case. And so this is a way, kind of a little habit that you can pick yeah. up of like, let's sit down together. We're going to go over it. And as soon as you do that, and this happens to us each day, as soon as you actually do that with someone, then you notice like, oh, we were totally thinking two different things. Right. Right. We were not on the same page. I hate saying not on the same page. Yeah. By the way, it sounds like an office space. But kind but, of it, thing. but it's not just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it um, but it's not just about being on the same page. That's uh, that's one. I think it's. But it's also mm -hmm. it's just shared ownership of this yes. goal. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're not like the manager isn't just dictating. Like, hey, employee, here's your goal. Yep. You know, you sit down together and have a conversation about the role and responsibilities, and then you set a goal. Uh, and then, you know, the thing that you always mention is like ownership. Yep. And autonomy, right? Yeah. So as soon as you ha you go through this process, this magical thing happens in this conversation where the person feels ownership and they feel some level of autonomy of like uh, they feel kind of empowered by by you or by the other person to own this goal and to go out and kind of and think of different ways that get creative on how to solve this goal. It's yeah. just a, it, it's so subtle and so it sounds so simple, but this is what happens every time. Like you sit down and all of a sudden the goal becomes your goal. Right. And all of a sudden your goal becomes the thing that you're shooting for yeah. and the thing that you're focused on. And all of a sudden then you're putting extra energy. Then you're really getting creative. And then you feel happiness when you actually hit that goal. And it's, it's actually like a lot of things that we've talked about, about managers and employees. It's like, the best relationships are the shared ones, yep. like from one-on-ones and understanding as an employee that the one-on-one -on -one meeting is not for your manager to come to you and tell mm -hmm. you what you need to be working on. Yep. It's the reverse. And so setting goals together was an important thing. Um, the other thing that I, I liked is so they talk about, you know, set goals together, mm -hmm. but each goal needs to be really short. Yes. Uh, like one note card, one really simple point. Mm -hmm. And I know this is something that, this is something like I was started to learn from you is like, it's not always about having the best plan. You don't no. need to plan it. You just need a couple bullet points of like, what are the focus areas? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. Of, I think in the book he talks about uh, it needs to fit on one page. Yeah. But I, I like your version better, which is like it should just fit on one note card, yeah. like an index card. Yeah, or that was the like part that. that I didn't like. I didn't like having it like one page for every goal because yeah. like – you know, goals change all the time. Yep. You have a, you know, I might have a yearly goal like mm -hmm. about career development, a quarterly goal yeah. related to the team, a monthly goal related to like what I want to get done this month. Mm -hmm. But so I like that idea. Fits on a note card. It's super simple. Fits on a note card. You can literally carry it with you if you wanted to, or you could do the digital version of a note card. Uh, if it fits on a note card, you're more uh, capable of kind of memorizing what's on there, remembering everything that's on there. And then you have this one thing that you can look at each day and know what you're shooting for. Uh, I love that whole thing. And I, one thing that I like about the book is, like you said, it's, it's told in this story kind of parable, yeah. right? If you've ever read like, you know, old stories or the Bible or whatever, it's just full of parables just like this one. So you can relate, right? We love storytelling as humans. We relate to stories. So it's a good way to learn. And then the other thing that I like about it is just it gives you three tactical things you can focus on as a manager, especially if you're a new manager or an old manager, whatever. Just three things you can focus on uh, with your team, with people that you're working with uh, that can lead you in the right direction. So it's not overwhelming like most 
business books. It's not going to give you a hundred different things and case right. studies and whatever. Just three simple things you can focus on uh, to make you a better manager. Right. Like it'd be interesting to see everybody that's read this book, like their notes, because I, this is one of the few books where I bet you everybody's notes are the same. Yes. Because the, the point of the book is there's three lessons. Number one mm-hmm. is set goals together. Yes. We just talked about that. Number two is praise early. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the third goal, uh, the third thing is redirect when wrong. Yes. So, um, let's go back to number two for a second, which is praise early. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, completely changed my perspective on, on giving feedback. You know, as somebody who's managing people for the first time, it's um, it's it's not so like the time to speak up isn't when somebody has done something wrong. That and that's what everyone does. Every, yeah, and because it, it's easier to point that out. Yeah, right. It's easier to be like, oh, uh, I didn't like this. Here's how it should be better. Mm-hmm. But instead, the opposite of that is like, look for the first thing that you see right, even if it's so small. Yes, and find and that. praise that. Yeah. It's a you know when you hear that, then you start to. Uh, think of all different areas in your life where, where you're told the same thing, but you don't relate it back to business. Like, uh, not this probably bad analogy, but if you ever get a dog, one of the things that you're taught pretty early, not that people are dogs, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but is to praise good behavior, right? Instead of, uh, reprimanding bad, yeah. uh, bad behavior. So you want to reinforce the good behavior. And that's exactly what this lesson is. I love it, which is like, as soon as, especially for a new manager or you're managing a new person, where you want to spend the bulk of your time kind of one-on-one with them or spending time working daily with them is in the beginning because you want to set the patterns correctly and you want to reinforce all that good behavior in the beginning and, uh, and versus letting them kind of sink on their own in the beginning. And always then jump, negative. Always negative and then jumping in and saying, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did that yeah, wrong. And you also have – you almost have more room to give someone harder feedback yeah. if you're used to – if you're usually complimenting them. If that's your approach first is yeah. like praise first and then, yeah. hey, but here's something you can work on. I love that part of the book, which I don't know if he brought it up in this part or he brought it up in the redirect Yeah, the ne- is the it's redirect the, part, okay. yeah. So um, one more – so it's funny. Your story in the book, there's actually a story about a dog. Yeah. And mm-hmm. – um, the, the the guy uses this example. He's like, he he shares and he's like, you know, my friend got a dog yeah. and a dog took a shit on the rug. <laughs> so they they took the the dog's nose and put it in the shit and then threw the dog out the window. Yeah. And the next time the dog like shit on the floor, the dog just sprinted out of the house because he thought that that's yeah. like try to jump out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. try to jump out the window. Right. Yep. It's exactly that. <laughs> so yeah, so it's you know praise early. So set goals, praise early, and then the last one is redirect. Mm-hmm. Let's lo- go go with that one. The redirect was great. One thing that he said in the redirect. Actually, wait. What is a explain what he means by redirect? It's a give feedback, uh, critical feedback, or yeah, or? yeah. Sorry. So by uh, the way that he described redirect, or the way that I interpreted redirect, was that to when you start out managing someone, it's it's better to start out um, harsh is not the right word, but more um, strong. You know, be more strong in the beginning. And then let up and become friendlier over time. And again, I think we all do this incorrectly as managers. We all start out as super friendly guy. And then over time we get, uh, you know, when someone does something wrong, then we get pretty negative about it. Yeah. And then the person's thrown off because yeah. they don't know how to 
they don't know which version of us they're right. going to get. And the great example, the great story he tells yeah. in his book is like there was these two emperors. Mm -hmm. One of them was oh, all, one of them was always like the jerk, always the one telling everybody people yeah. were wrong. The other one was the emperor that always like gave out gifts and praised people. Mm -hmm. And they asked people which one they liked better. Yeah. And they said it was the the guy who was always praising people. Yeah. And then after a couple months, they had them switch roles. Yes. And so the nice guy was now the hard ass and the hard ass was now the nice guy. And guess which one they liked better? right? The person that was always giving them praise. And yeah. so they said, oh, wow, I can't, you know, David's really changed. Well, like, it was I, the guy who originally was the hard ass who then became nicer. Is right. The one that they liked. Right. And they were like, oh, he's really changed his way. And they hated the king who was the guy who started out right. nice, but became a hard ass later. Exactly. And so you don't, you want to be someone who is uh, hard for the right reasons in the beginning. And then over time you're building up, um, a better and better relationship. So things are kind of progressing, right? They're escalating, they're getting better over time yeah. versus being someone who's seen as erratic, who is happy most of the times, except for when you do something wrong and then they get really negative yeah. or really uh, strict about, about that. And the other thing, um, <laughs> I feel this is something that you do to me, which is uh -oh. like, if something, turn it if, off if you now, turn it off. If <laughs> yeah. you don't like, if you don't like the way something is done. Yeah. The right way to give feedback to the right person is is not just like, hey, I didn't like this. It's like, come on, I know, I know you're better than that. You know, <laughs> that's one of, and that's, that's just definitely a, that's just a mind. That's just a change in, totally. in mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I do do that, and uh, <laughs> all the time. But I think, I think why I do it is uh, my intent is different. And, uh, and because of that, the person feels that it's coming from a different place, right? Saying to someone like, I know you're capable of doing more than that. Uh, I know you can do twice as good or whatever the amount is. Like, I just know there's a better version of you is someone who's trying to coach and is on the same side as that person versus someone saying, this is shitty. I don't like it. Right. And that's more a matter of my opinion versus trying to lift someone up, right? So like if you're coaching someone and saying you're better than this and you know that for a fact, then you're trying to lift them up. You're trying to help them lift themselves up actually. And, and if you do the opposite, then you're basically pushing them down. Yeah. All right. So the last thing, and we're going to wrap up on this one, is I, I just want to read. So I pulled a line out from my notes. I want to read this to you and then kind of get your take on it because I think it relates to what you just said. Um, there's a line where they're talking about like, you know, the manager-employee relationship and, uh, you know, the manager in the book says, no, I mean, you work for yourself, just like the other people on our team. I don't believe anyone ever really works for anybody else. Deep down, people like to work for themselves. Pretty amazing, because that was my favorite line in the book. Uh, that how you did, pulled how that does that one change up. the dynamic of manager and employee when you think of that? Or just <laughs> team in general? I think it changes everything. I think um, that line I love the most, because uh, I think I've had that thought for being a, being a kind of serial kind of starter of things, I've always had in my mind that I never want to work for someone else, right? right? That's part of, uh, of why a lot of people become entrepreneurs, or most of them that I know, right? There's that kind of, that feeling inside that you don't want to work for someone else. So because of that, I always had this in designing teams or trying to recruit people, like I always want to design things so that everyone on the team felt like they were working for themselves and they were trying, they were doing things in their best self, best interest, and that they weren't working for someone else. Even to this day, like I don't like the, 
I have to like force myself to say the word employee. One, because I never want to be anyone's employee myself. So like that actually is a hard word for me to say out loud. I don't like that word. Um, but so I don't ever want to, I don't want to be in a place where every a room full of employees, I want to be in a room full of people, people you know, that I'll enjoy being around who are like, feel like they're getting something done and they're becoming a better version of themselves and doing that. And yes, that'll help the company, uh, but it'll help them more over the long term. So I think it changes when you have that perspective, then it changes everything about how you design teams, yeah. how you think, um, how you incent people, what kind of people you recruit, because you have to recruit people whose personal mission aligns with whatever you're trying to do in the business so that they can, they're capable of doing, doing it here. If my mission is to do something that is 180 degrees away from anything that I could ever do day to day at this company then it's never going to work, right? You're never going to have those th two things aligned. You're going to have someone who's wants to be, I don't know, wants to be artistic and wants to be a musician, but is, uh, you know, in finance and accounting here, right? And right. is never going to get to flex those skills here. It's probably a bad fit for them. Yeah, I love it. All right, so the book is called The One Minute Manager. Um, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard. Go check it out. If you send us a screenshot while you're listening to this podcast, you don't even have to buy the book. Nope. Tweet at Drift and we're going to buy it for you. That's at Drift. Tweet at us. Let us know how you like this, uh, us reviewing books. We've got a million books uh, to review, nonstop readers here. And let us know if you like this. Five-star reviews only. Only. <laughs>